Winds winds out of the west around 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 20. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 70. Morning, still moving right along here on I-24, coming out of Coffee County in and through Rutherford County. As far as interstate accidents, major delays, we've been in good shape so far in that department. But there's lots of radar out here, up and down sections of 840 as well. Ripley's Aquarium, Sleep of the Sharks, coming up on June 11. All the details at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck when you're on time traffic. W263AI Murfreesboro. W270AF Murfreesboro. WGNS Murfreesboro. This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Welcome back. Right now, 8.12 the time and a cool start to the day. Looks like some rain in the forecast as we just wrapped up our weather and traffic updates. We'll have more of those coming throughout the morning for you to keep you updated, of course. Our first guest here on the action line this morning is Lacey Wilkins from Stepping Stones Safe Haven. And they help single women and single women with children who are struggling with homelessness here in Murfreesboro. And with that, I say good morning, Lacey. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me this morning. Hey, thanks for joining us. And that's your first time at WGNS, you said. So welcome. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. Uh, tell us a little about what you guys do at Stepping Stone Safe Haven. So it is a shelter for single women and women with children who are struggling with homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, outline, you know, what is your guys' vision? How how did, uh, you know, you guys uh, become and, and, you know, where was there a need? When did you realize there was a need for Stepping Stones? And, you know, what kind of folks come through the door? What kind of uh, things do you see on the day-to-day? Sure. So um, we were founded by Jessica Teeter and uh, Dr. Rudd here in town, and um, they were working with another organization um, serving women and children experiencing homelessness and felt the need to just expand services. Um, the numbers here in Rutherford County easily, and what we do, uh, well, across the country, there's a point in time count done every January. And here in Rutherford County, we're able to count at least 400 individuals. But we also know through the school systems that over a thousand children each year qualify in Rutherford County alone for homelessness. And so there's a major need. And so Dr. Rudd and Jessica, and then Ginger Scott and a couple of other individuals in our community said, we need to do something more. And so we opened our doors in 2016. So we're celebrating five years this year officially. And really just having a day shelter that's open Monday through Saturday from eight to four. Um, And in that, that allows our ladies and our children to um, connect with a case manager, to do laundry, to take showers, a meal from our kitchen, and just be in out of the elements, whether it's hot, cold, wet, rainy, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, And then we have currently up to 12 spaces um, in our overnight shelter. We partner with churches in our community who um, will assist us in that hosting process. And then other nights in the month, um, the ladies are in the shelter with a volunteer or a contract individual. Um, And that way they're just, they're given dinner um, and a, a nice warm place to sleep. 
But we really look to be more than just sort of your hot in a cot type shelter. So we want to help individuals really find their next step to healing and wholeness. And that's where our case managers are so important. So they come alongside and use some evidence-based tools to assess and understand how did our women and children get where they are. And we do serve a variety of individuals. So sometimes we have folks who didn't manage to get through the sixth grade um, for a variety of reasons in their world. And then we've, we've also had pediatricians and lawyers and individuals with PhDs that life just happens. As you can imagine, COVID has played a role in that. Um, and really just life, medical bills pile up and pile up and you get behind and you can't get caught up. So there's a variety of individuals that we serve in our shelter. And so our case manager will come alongside and say, how do we help you get where you want to be? It's not where I want them to be or where that case manager or maybe the volunteer from the church. It's where do they want to go? Um, And we have lots of resources that we're able to utilize to help them. So we partner with different organizations in the community like Greenhouse or Journey Home or Doors of Hope or Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault Center. Salvation Army branches. I mean, all of these were a big part of a, a, a group of individuals and organizations that are helping them move them along uh, to their desired goals. And um, we also have this year been the recipient of a grant from Tennessee Housing Development Agency. It's the Emergency Solutions Grant that's very specific to COVID. And as a result of that, it's helping us to increase our staffing and also add a rapid rehousing program so that individuals who qualify have some level of financial assistance to get in and find a place that they can truly call their own home. I thought that was interesting. You said, um, you know, people that come through kind of all different shapes and sizes, different parts of life, they come from Mm -hmm. different places. Um, My mom would always say, never say never when referring to, you know, somebody being in a bad spot because it could always happen to you Mm -hmm. and you just never know. And like you said, with COVID, you know, that that certainly didn't help and, and certainly sped things up for people who were struggling in that way, I'm sure. Um, when somebody comes through, how long do they generally uh, work with you guys? How long are they talking to the case manager for maybe the day they walk in until maybe they find a, a permanent house or can get back on their feet? Yeah, so that varies for us. Um, we've had some folks that are in two weeks or less, depending on where their next step might be, if it happened to be a treatment program or something like that, um, or maybe partnering with one of our other organizations and they just needed a little landing spot until a transitional house space opens or something. Um, but we've also had ladies who might be with us for honestly six months while they're waiting on their disability paperwork to be processed with this new grant from thda um, our goal is going to definitely be to shorten the length of time they need to be in our shelter um, ideally 30 to 45 days the part that's going to be interesting with that and this is one thing that if listeners have connections i would be so grateful for is the housing market here in rutherford county is just um It can be a bear, especially for individuals who maybe have some credit challenges, um, maybe, you know, somewhat of a limited income. Um, We're able to assist on on parts of that, but I really um, am looking to build some relationships with landlords so that we can help get our families who very much deserve an opportunity at a second chance um, or just to find that stability. Um, So that's definitely something we're looking for. And as far as uh, looking for properties in that, what kind of properties are looking for uh, homes, apartments, maybe both? Both. Yes, both. Anything that really is going to be, you know, we, we do have single women and we do have single women who maybe have health issues. So climbing stairs could be an issue. Um, and then we certainly have families. And this last year, I definitely um, am aware of phone calls we've received for 
um, a single mom who might have one child and one on the way. And we've also had several phone calls for large families with five to seven children plus mom. Um, and so just there, there could be a variety of needs there as far as homes or apartments. Lacey Wilkins, our guest this morning on the Action Line, Executive Director with Stepping Stones Safe Haven, and they help single women and single women with children who are struggling with homelessness and help them get back on their feet and get back to a, a good part of life. I wanted to ask you, you mentioned, um, you know, single women coming through, and then often sometimes you, you have a, a lady come in who's expecting a child, and sometimes they already have a child. How does that change the process, Is you know, how you take them in and, and what you need to do to work with them? So ultimately, we just need to understand what their needs are. You know, if we have a pregnant woman come in, we're going to make sure she's connected with insurance opportunities and health care. I'm a nurse first before I moved into this role and actually in OB um, and pediatrics. And so that's absolutely a passion to make sure that um, they're getting the health care that they need. Um, and then we would just be identifying <coughs> do the children need um, to get into daycare or um, what about school and our program or our our community here is great um, to provide transportation let's say the family came to us from Smyrna um, the Rutherford County Schools has a program that will come and pick them up from the shelter and take them to their school in Smyrna so while their whole world feels upside down they at least get to stay engaged with that school in particular with those teachers and those individuals who've maybe been walking through this journey with them. And do you, do you agree that you know changing schools and that on, on the fly can be one of the tougher things for a kid in that position is, is making new friends, going to a new school, learning right. you know how to, how to deal with new people and that. So keeping them um, at, the, at the same school and, and kind of keeping them grounded like that is probably very helpful. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we see that from the pandemic, we've all had lots of emotional just kind of upheaval. Um, and then if you think about being a child, and you realize that you've been on this couch for this week and then you're moving to another couch and then you're at grandma's house and then for whatever reason grandma and mom maybe have a an argument or something and now you have to leave grandma's house and so now you're in this shelter and there are all these people around that i don't know and i'm not sure and they're telling me i'm going to a church tonight and so if whatever we can kind of grab a hold of that allows them to have some sense of security and stability we want to put that into place um, and then when they're able, when the children are able to be um, maybe comforted, um, then mom is then able to focus on what she needs to do to move forward. And in fact, that's another thing that listeners might have um, some input into. We're actively seeking a children's services coordinator, mm -hmm. which would be someone to come alongside our case managers and our families in need um, and help just sort of streamline um, and make that process easier for our families that we serve. And we'll, of course, recap this information, but what's the best way to reach out to you guys, the quickest way to um, get this information or answer any questions somebody might have? Yeah, if you send an email to director at steppingstonestn.org, that's going to come to me, and then I can get you moving forward with any of these questions. Wonderful. Uh, another question I had was, um, as far as age goes, the age of, of people who come into the shelter, and you know, I'm thinking off the top of my head, maybe 18 and older, but that's not always the case. Um, you know, 16, 17, even 15, 14. You know, you see women who are um, homeless. Maybe they don't have a family to go to. Maybe for whatever reason, they're down on their luck. Do you see people who are younger come through the shelter, and, and how do you deal with that? So we absolutely have a variety. Um, we've taken newborns straight from the hospital. 
up through elderly individuals in their 70s and early 80s even. Um, and so when you think about the homeless youth population, that is absolutely um, a need. I don't see it as much, or we've not seen it as much here in Rutherford County, although I'm sure it exists. They just have managed to um, connect with friends and just kind of do the couch surfing thing and make it happen. And so if we did have an individual who was under 18 show up at the shelter alone, we would then refer them to some of our partner organizations um, to make sure that they have all the services that they need. Mm -hmm. um, but within our shelter, we are absolutely able to serve. And I, I want to give this caveat. Previously, if there was a young man, 13 or older, with a family, we wouldn't be able to serve them in our, within our shelter. And thanks again to the THDA uh, grant, we've been able to expand some opportunities and resources um, that we're able to assist them within, no matter the age of the young men in the family. Wonderful. We're going to take a quick time out, and when we come back, we'll recap this information and answer any questions that the listeners have sent in to us. 615-893-1450 is the way to do that. We'll be right back on the other end of this break with Lacey Wilkins from Stepping Stones Safe Haven. This is Good Neighbor Events with Bart Walker. Brought to you by the Law Offices of John Day and AmeriCare Pest Control. Does your home or business need COVID-19 virus cleaning? Hi, I'm Tom Sweat from AmeriCare Services. We're a locally owned company and we specialize in cleaning and disinfecting for the COVID-19 virus. Our EPA registered and approved products are 100% effective at killing COVID-19. To learn more, contact AmeriCare at 893-7111 or on the web at americareservices.com forward slash coronavirus. Now, WGNS Good Neighbor Events. Let's talk some local history. Join your friends from the Rutherford County Historical Society for coffee and conversation every Saturday morning from 9 until noon at the old one-room Ransom Schoolhouse. It's absolutely free, and Ransom School is at 717 North Academy Street. The 29th Annual Secret Garden Party, benefiting the Discovery Center at Murphy Spring. The party will be Friday evening, June the 4th, starting at 7 o'clock, and the Secret Garden Tour is the next day, Saturday, June the 5th. For more information, get with the Discovery Center at Murphy Spring. The Murfreesboro Lions Club's Four Eyes Golf Tournament will be Friday, June the 25th over at the Indian Hills Golf Club. To learn more, get with Dr. Cindy Jones. The 54th Annual Murfreesboro Antiques Show and Sale will be July the 16th through the 18th at the Mid-10 Expo Center. Again, that's July the 16th through the 18th. Those are WGNS Good Neighbor Events. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. 
Welcome back in. Right now, 826 the time. You're listening to News Radio WGNS. This is the Action Line. I'm Nick Cohn, and our guest this morning, Lacey Wilkins from Stepping Stones Safe Haven. They help single women and single women with children who are struggling with homelessness here in Rutherford County. And um, as we get the conversation started, kind of talking about you know, really a variety of people uh, that come through the shelter. It's not just young or old. It's it's not just people who, um, you know, have struggled. A lot of people, I'm sure, from the last year have gone from, you know, having a place to stay and, and being in a good spot to, you know, COVID for whatever reason. They lost the job. Uh, you know, a variety of reasons are, are now at the shelter. And uh, a need for volunteers, I'm sure, is something that, that you wanted to cover this morning. We talked a little bit about off the air. What kind of volunteers do you guys need what kind of people could you use uh, are there any specific skills as far as maybe somebody that can cook somebody uh you mentioned like a caseworker who maybe knows a little bit about the ins and outs of the housing industry things like that uh who do you who do you need and, and what kind of things could you guys use yeah so several different needs come to mind um we we do have a maintenance team um so that's typically where we're able to plug men but obviously women as well who might have that skill set mm-hmm. um so when we think about a nonprofit. Um, facility. Dr. Rudd is generous to provide the building, but then we take care of the maintenance of the facility. Um, so just having, I called somebody yesterday and said, I've got a few things, how can you help me? And he jumped right in, uh, which all of our volunteers are amazing at that. Um, our ladies need transportation to appointments, to interviews, um, to the grocery store. And that's a major need. We're able to offer insurance to cover any liability around that. Um, and then the weekends is probably one of our biggest pieces um, to have what we call a shelter representative who can be there from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. They typically take two-hour shifts, sometimes four-hour shifts. Mm-hmm. And just being there to support the women, to answer the door, um, just to kind of make sure that everything runs smoothly in the absence of the staff. Um, and then later this year, we really hope to get our mentor program um, really well-established and up and running because what we know is to maintain stability in housing, which housing is what ends homelessness, um, then we need individuals who can really just be there to support um, to help them think through budgeting and life instances and we're cruising along and things look good and then uh uh-oh my light bill is more because the heat is suddenly outrageous in middle Tennessee right Right. and so just coming to to walk alongside is going to be so key and so we're hiring an intentional case manager to do that piece but we also will really need to lean into some volunteers who are willing to mentor And then I do have phone calls from families that want to bring their children and get involved in that way because they want their children to understand um, just what's going on in our world and that we're not all blessed in the same ways. And so we certainly have opportunities where kiddos can come in and play with the children of the shelter or maybe the family together does prepare a meal. We've got a pretty solid meal team in place, um, but we're always looking to expand that potential um, and maybe with some planned lunches on the weekends and that sort of thing as well. I know one of the biggest deterrents for volunteers when you talk is, is they'll say, well, I, you know, I have a job and I can maybe only go once or twice a week for a couple hours. I don't know if that would help, but it does mm-hmm. even just one or two days a week. So if, if somebody is asking if they could volunteer and it's just, you know, a couple hours on a Saturday or maybe every Monday for an hour in the middle of the day, is that helpful? That is absolutely helpful. And really, in my mind, we could have enough volunteers 
that you could do plan to do four hours a month. So if you're thinking about, in my view, it would be amazing if we just had a list of volunteers that signed up in two hour blocks and maybe they do, I have actually have a, a faithful volunteer, Joy Cheryl comes in most every Friday from usually 10 to noon. So she takes a break from her realtor job and she comes in and just tackles some paperwork for us and she is there every Friday. I have another volunteer who is there every Sunday morning from seven to nine. Um, and then I've got others who say, you know what, I can't quite do every week, um, but I can absolutely plan to take one to five on the fourth Saturday of the month. And so we're really able to flex with all of those potentials to allow you the opportunity to serve because I'm not going to block your blessing based on what your availability is. We all lead such busy lives, um, but it's important to be able to give back to the community. And so we want to be able to be flexible in that way. Absolutely. And uh, volunteers, of course, are, are always so important for, uh, you know, nonprofits and, and places like Stepping Stones who are really impacting people we see every day that we see at the grocery store that we pass by on the road when we're driving. I mean, these are people we live with and, and share the city with. So uh, really an opportunity to impact their life for the better. Who else uh, do we need to give a shout out to that, that helps make this possible? I know you have some some great people you're working with. Uh, let's let's shout out to them while we have a few minutes. Yeah, so we have a list of churches. If you go to our website, you can see the list of all of our partners. Um, but I definitely want to shout out first again to my volunteer and board members. I can't do what we do without those two groups as, as well as again the church partners. But very specifically to our corporate sponsors. Hunter Industrial Fan has come in and done a lot for us financially and within the building installing some really large fans and making our space much cooler. Uh, Premier Home Inspection, Wegman Automotive, True North Geographic Technologies, and then last fall Lowe's came in with their Hometown Heroes project and did build um, a gazebo and a ramp and then they're going to come back and, and stain our fence when we get that put in in, in the end of summer. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> And then one final question. This just came through on the text line. And of course, the way to contact the show, 615-893-1450. Toiletry items, food, canned goods, things like that. What do you guys need in that way? That is a great question, honestly, because if I answer the phone once a day, I answer five to 10 times a day on what do you need and how can we help? So thank you um, for that question. (laughs) Um, So definitely toiletries and paper products. And when I say paper products, toilet paper, paper towels, Kleenex, um, but then also disposable, like paper plates, uh, cups, napkins, utensils, especially in the era of COVID, we run through so much of that. Mm-hmm. And so those are major needs. Diapers in the larger sizes, uh, baby wipes. Um, and then people will often ask us about clothing and furniture. And our um, building is about a 3,000 square foot building. And we have maxed it out for serving the ladies and children. And as a result, I just don't have storage space. So that's where we partner with Amelia's Closet, with Greenhouse Ministries, um, and those types of places um, to funnel our ladies to resources that have a design for that type of need. Um, And then we've got the different food banks in our community that also chime in. I think you've got um, somebody coming in next, right, with that. So um, we just really lean into our partners for a lot of those types of things. So think toiletries, cleaning products, and paper goods are the top three things, as well as just financial support. Absolutely. And I can always use a volunteer even an hour a week, a couple hours a month makes a huge difference. Mm So yeah. All righty. Any final thoughts this morning, Lacey, before we let you go? Yep. The last thing, if I don't put this plug in, my board president might just get me. So be watching our website. October 14th is going to be our annual fundraising event. Um, it's going to be held at Sinking Creek 
Farms and Tasty Tables doing the catering. So you know it's going to be great. We plan to have a band and just a great little evening out on the farm, uh, uh, a live auction with some really great vacation opportunities and different things like that. All right. And if you could give us that contact information one more time. And for folks who are listening, uh, if you're driving or you can't write this down, this will be podcasted on the website. So just uh, fast forward and, and find that information. But if you could let us know one more time, a uh, phone number and a way to contact you guys. Yep. Yeah, the office phone number is 615-900-4427. And then our website is www.steppingstones.tn. Dot org, And if you go to that site, you're able to navigate and find ways to donate, ways to engage, who our partners are, and just an outline of all the things we do. Absolutely awesome. Well, thanks for so much for coming on, Lacey. That was Lacey Wilkins from Stepping Stone Safe Haven here in Murfreesboro. They help single women and single women with children who are struggling with homelessness. Uh, if you have volunteer time, that would really make a huge difference. If you could volunteer and just send some items into them or just reach out to them and see what they need. A uh, great group of people here to work with if you can and uh, certainly advise you guys to be involved in uh, that fundraiser right around the corner. So we'll be checking that out as well. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Lacey. We'll be back in just a few minutes, guys. You're listening to the Action Line here on News Radio WGNS. 8.35 the time. Barb Ford joining us next. City. Come see us at 919 Northwest Broad Street. Now that spring has sprung, our baby bird nursery is filling up at Animal City. Come in and you might meet your next feathered companion. If you are looking for a new feathered companion, come meet some of our sweet hand-fed baby birds here at Animal City. Here at Animal City, we're pet lovers and pet parents too, so we have a variety of products hand-selected to make your life easier. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. We have a club steak, and the club steak can be cooked to any flavor that you want. It is the club steak. It's a seven-ounce piece of steak, and we named it that way because it looks like and has the shape of a golf club. We have a low-calorie menu and a low-carb menu, so depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. At Johns Hopkins, I'm Elizabeth Tracy. If you've been told your blood pressure is normal, you might feel there's nothing to worry about. Yet a new report by a federal task force suggests otherwise. Greg Prokopowitz, a blood pressure expert at Johns Hopkins, explains. There's a fair number of patients who have what we call masked hypertension. So these are patients whose blood pressure in the clinic is normal, but if they were to check it at home, they would find that it's high. And this is a much more problematic group of patients to understand and treat appropriately. Prokopowicz says how many people have masked hypertension isn't known. We don't really know exactly how common it is, but what they found is half the people out there with high blood pressure will actually have normal readings in the clinic. Prokopowicz says this is a compelling argument for everyone to have the ability to monitor their own blood pressure at home. At Johns Hopkins, 
I'm Elizabeth Tracy. CEO Radio, I'm Ray Hoffman. I was as worldly as a quick trip into Manhattan allowed me to be. But that trip from Spring Valley, New York, exposed Stuart Friedman to great Broadway musicals, South Pacific, later Pacific Overtures. And their cross-cultural themes helped inspire the founding of Friedman's company, Global Context, which helps businesses build more trustworthy relationships with people and partners from other cultures. People in their hearts believe they're going about cross-cultural relationships in the right way. And they're always surprised when trust issues arise. But the trust issues are usually the result of nothing more than a misunderstanding of the values, priorities, and beliefs of the people they're communicating with. Friedman says the biggest cultural misunderstandings stem from something that Broadway composer Stephen Schwartz touched on in a lyric for the movie Pocahontas. And in that one song, Color of the Wind, he says something that I quote all the time. Things you never knew, you never knew. More about Stuart Friedman and Global Context on CEO Radio at odyssey.com, A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. I'm Ray Hoffman. A heart for healing. When life challenges become a torrential flood, there are local doctors, nurses, and medical technicians who help you maneuver the swift waters. Gordon Ferguson, President and CEO of St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital. Jamie Robertson at Murfreesboro Medical Clinic is the Heart for Healing recipient. A listener writes, I was checking out of the Murfreesboro Medical Clinic and the news I received from the doctor was not what I had hoped for. While checking out, I met with Jamie Robertson. Her smile and words of encouragement helped me to move forward. She's a team leader at Murfreesboro Medical Clinic. Jamie Robertson at Murfreesboro Medical Clinic is our Heart for Healing honoree and receives dinner for two at the fabulous Alley on Main Street restaurant. Submit your Heart for Healing nomination to WGNS. Good morning. Still plenty of traffic volume out here, but it's moving fairly decent, at least at the moment on I-24 here up by 840. Lots of lots of radar out here this morning. We saw them earlier in parts of 840 this morning. Let's hope 840 is going to be in better shape than it was yesterday over there just off I-24. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check out all their flavors at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with cloudy sky conditions high in the upper 70s. Winds out of the west are on 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 20. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 70. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. I was sent first to radio school. Then, when I finished that, I was sent to Yuma, Arizona, to gunnery school. 
Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran. And here we started out with shotguns on the back of a pickup truck standing up, and we fired at disc thrown out, went around a big circle. We went from that to a place where we sat, and they showed pictures of airplanes coming out of the side and front and so forth, and we fired a light gun at these. Then they sent me to Savannah, Georgia, and there we met the crew that we would fly with. Dr. Howard was in the U.S. Air Force. November of 1943, we got on the Ile de France, the old iconic luxury ship. I was uh, 13 floors down from the top. It was very uh, sickening and very hot. They had slept in a hammock. It took us quite a few days to get across. Oh, I was sick almost all the time. So was everybody else. But uh, we finally docked right out of Glasgow, Scotland. We got in a truck and drove to a place called Defum Green. That was a little village, and all around this village was the base, 452nd Palm Group. And that was my assignment. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Locally and veteran owned. Fast and available 24-7. Join the Home Health VIP program at Restoration One for disaster prevention. Restoration One, the water damage experts. Since 1981, Willow Windows has been making homes beautiful all over Tennessee. From decks and railings to doors and windows. Visit willowwindow.pro. Willow Window, the official sponsor of the WGNS Studios. Willowwindow.pro. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. You don't want to mess with the IRS. They have the power to garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, and even take your home or business. That's all true. But thankfully, they're offering a way out, the Fresh Start Initiative. If you qualify, you could save thousands. The experts at Optima Tax Relief will fight to get you the best deal possible. And they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau to prove it. Call Optima for your free consultation. Call 800-498-3622. 800-498-3622. Optima Tax Relief. For details, visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Eight forty-four. The time as we welcome you back in on the action line. Nick Cohn here, joined with Barb Ford and uh, Barb. Good morning. Good morning, Nick. So we were just discussing, trying to figure out the last time that we had you on the radio, and I was thinking we had you in studio, but it was actually uh, remote. We had you in, and it was during COVID, kind of when we had the yes. studios cleared out. But uh, during that time, you were doing something pretty cool, something unique, and that was with uh, Jack Barricad and others. Talk about uh, you know feeding folks during the pandemic. Why so- did you guys decide to do that? And and kind of how did that become? Well, Jack, when the pandemic hit and people, basically many people temporarily lost their jobs and were panic stricken, no one knew that there was going to be any kind of financial help from the government. Um, Jack called me one day and he said, we've got, we've got to feed people. So they obviously had to shut the restaurant down for COVID. So we got together with Performance Food Group and they donated whatever 
stuff they had in the warehouse. And Jack and I, every Wednesday morning, Tuesday and Wednesday morning, would get together and figure out what we were serving for lunch. And we had a great group of uh, volunteers, many of whom were either Rotarians or from the St. Rose Catholic Church, uh, came in and we would serve about 250 hot lunches to whoever came by and needed them families we had one family that had nine children i can't even imagine having nine kids stuck in the house with you and no food in the pantry um but uh we did that for i three or four months and we called it milano central kitchen and um ended up serving three thousand hot lunches and we did end up with um, folks taking it to the homeless and so forth. People who couldn't get there did get lunches delivered. So now, when you guys started, was this uh, was that was that the conversation? Let's try to do a few thousand lunches, or did it start no. off as maybe a one or two off thing, and it just kept going? And next it, thing you knew, it kind of became a a, 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 a habit, a tradition. You guys just kept yeah. doing it. Yeah. Well, it started off with let's see what we can do, mm-hmm. and so. Mondays and or Tuesdays and Wednesdays seemed like the right time. Um, that's when the food deliveries would co- have come in normally anyway. And then we just it just kept going. So we stopped in really the first week of June last year, basically because demand had fallen off enough that we felt like they can go to Journey Home and get a meal or they can go someplace else and get help. So, um, that's why we stopped doing it. But and, and talk a little bit more about uh, Jack's work in this. Now, of course, so, he uh, you know he was a big part in this and, and donating the space and the kitchen space and that. And he was the instigator. I mean, he he called literally called me and said, "I don't know what to do, but we have to feed people." So you know, I was sitting on my fat duff at home, <laughs> not you know worrying about it, but not really knowing what we could do. Mm-hmm. And so we got together and like the first day we met with the salesman from the performance food group. I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing there. But the guy says, I have uh, 18 cases of uh, frozen diced potatoes. And I was like, oh, cheesy chicken hash. (laughs) So so we just started figuring out what we could do with these different things. And and Jack literally was not just the instigator, but um faithfully let it through made sure that we had the right we got the the rules sanitation rules and and the how to serve during covid from the world central kitchen organization but for the most part you know he had his employees coming in to help and friends from church and so forth so in the end uh, about two weeks ago, he got a national DAR Good Citizens Award from the DAR chapter here, nominated him for that. So he really basically gave his time, treasure, and talent to the community. And of course, during that time, uh, many restaurants, and of course, Jack's mm-hmm. place here, just a couple blocks yeah. off the square, uh, the restaurants had to shut down many of yeah. them. And so Jack thought, you know, if I can't sell food, I'm going to keep making food. Mm-hmm. And it were so many restaurants were concerned about how are we going to stay open? What are we going to do? We have to, yeah. you know, save every penny. We we have to. Mm-hmm. And, and he just said, you know, let's keep cooking. Let's feed exactly. people. And, and do it for whoever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, oh, we'll take it to... 
one charity or another. It was anybody who showed up, which was terrific. And talk about uh, another person who was very helpful in, in helping feed folks in this last year, Sid Patel. Talk about that and, yeah. and his impact. Well, so um, actually Rita Ash, who's a realtor here in town, started to organize people on a volunteer basis through her Facebook page to feed the vaccine workers and volunteers out at uh, the State Farm Rutherford County Health uh, lineup for vaccinations, you can't get out of there and be back in a half hour mm-hmm. yeah, and, and have a decent lunch. So she started organizing that. And um, and that was for the folks who were who were giving the shots. They were bringing yes. food to them that yes. way because they weren't able to leave because they were so busy. And I know exactly. that's, uh, you know, that's incredible. So she, um, so I started doing it. And then because Breakfast Rotary is my, one of my, um, organizations that I belong to, I went to Breakfast Rotary and I said, if I can get someone to help fund it, would you guys like pay for half? So Sid Patel, who owns the Joby Jackson subway, this guy, I'm, I think he was a doctor in India, um, moved here and he's like, we'll do it. We'll help you. So over the course of the last four, three or four months, Every Wednesday, it's been Breakfast Rotary and, and uh, the Joby Jackson Subway doing uh, 10 weeks. Every Wednesday, we do 50 lunches for those employees, not employees, but the people working and volunteering there. And to get back to Jack, another great thing that he did was this fall, because we had extra money left over from donations from the Central Kitchen, uh, we put together 175 holiday food and gift boxes for Habitat families. And Greenhouse Ministries helped us to organize it. And they gave us other things like blankets and cleaning supplies to put in those boxes. But uh, that, we had a bunch of Rotarians involved with that too. So he really, both in the spring and the and right at the holiday time when people started to wane on helping dove in and did that so between jack and sid patel i think we got some pretty amazing businessmen in town you know anywhere that i've lived i think murfreesboro i've said this is the most giving community i've ever lived in because there's just so many resources there are countless resources everywhere you look there's somebody who is uh feeding this group who's bringing somebody in and and letting them stay at a shelter who's helping them get their life on i mean there's just so many resources here it's it's really a great place to live uh and just two more examples just you know right there um Talk about the Rotarians, they are called. Okay. This is a new word for me, I learned. So the Breakfast so Rotary. Yeah. Uh, talk about some of the things you guys do to give Great. back and, and what you guys are all about. And you know, this is something that folks can join in on, folks yes, can be a part of, absolutely. and uh, a good way to just impact the community in a positive way. Tell us about the Rotarians. Okay, great. Um, so the, in Rutherford County, there are three Rotary Clubs. One is the um, Rotary Club of Murfreesboro, which is the old one, and they meet at noon on Tuesdays. Um, And Smyrna meets at noon on Thursdays. And then there's the um, slightly more energetic, uh, young, younger uh, Rotary Club, uh, Murfreesboro Breakfast Rotary. And we meet at seven o'clock, the program starts at seven o'clock on Thursdays. Um, right now we meet at the fountains um, in the the big um, 
function room at the top of the fountains that's back there behind you go into the doors behind uh steakhouse five Mm -hmm. like into the office building doors but you can also join by zoom because we still have immunocompromised folks such as myself (laughs) who don't want to get out just yet uh and the breakfast rotary club does many different things in the community you know at the drop of a hat you can get people doing the lunches for the healthcare uh vaccination workers you can you know find a rotarian doing just about anything Mm -hmm. but uh the motto of rotary is service above self and we do do two big events one we have a barbecue festival that is usually on mother's day weekend and that includes an actual kansas city um sanctioned barbecue cooking contest and there are teams from all over the country that come and like camp out for the weekend and compete in this really strictly judged kind of competition and then we also have like a people's choice which is a little more loosey-goosey people taste things um and and then uh choose those and then we in inside of the whole festival we've got a high school cook-off it's called the steak off and we give teams from different high schools each get three steaks and they prepare them whatever way they want for um, three professional chefs who are judges. And so that's kind of like the uh, high school version of chopped mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of thing. And it's great because these culinary programs in the high schools, like the Frank Pinnocks runs the one out at um, Blackman. Those kids get great exposure, not just to the three chefs, but to the community and kind of in a competition atmosphere. So that's fun. And at that festival, there's also booze and games and musicians. So it's a it's a pretty neat little gift to the community that Rotary does. Absolutely. Uh, Barb Ford joining us and uh, talking about a number of things this morning, the Breakfast Rotary Club, of course, and um, some just great folks in our community who have given back to help feed healthcare workers, folks who needed a hot meal during uh, COVID when, you know, things were really locked down and uh, many folks, you know, didn't know where that next meal was coming from. And uh, you guys certainly helped out in that way. Uh, Just a couple of minutes left, Barb, I wanted to ask you about the barbecue golf outing coming up. That is one that uh, we still have yeah. Uh, hope for this year to, to this come up. Fall. So this fall, and this is um, another Rotary event. It's the Tennessee School for the Blind Golf Tournament. And um, Blake Tidwell was, was the Rotarian instigator of it. Now Greg Tidwell is the chairman of that group. But any team of four people can, can join that organization event and lots of my friends who are not rotarians like going because the kids from the tennessee school for the blind are there and usually at one or two holes they'll help the golfers putt and that sort of thing so it's more fun than the average charity golf tournament where it's not obvious what the mission is Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you get to see the kids and um they sing the national anthem and that sort of thing. So that's in October. Um, and people can go on the Murfreesboro Breakfast Rotary Club uh, 
Facebook page or website and get information about that. Fantastic. Well, we got about just a minute left, Barb. Wanted to thank you again for coming on and uh, lots of lots of great resources in this community and, and most of which, if not all of them, need volunteers and, and people who are listening to be involved. Absolutely. So uh, get involved with whether it be the Rotary Club or, uh, you know, that next opportunity you have to volunteer to feed some folks. Um, you know, all these things make a difference and, uh, you know, wouldn't be possible without the volunteers and the lifeblood of the community. So thank you absolutely barb thank you guys so much for all you do and i uh, look, look forward to having you on again here soon terrific thanks all righty truman show coming up next we also have some spring fling action going on the stream for you here in just a couple minutes so if you guys want to hop on over to check that out that'll be coming up for you as well lots going on this morning so stick it right here you're listening to news radio wgns Then uh, the shortstop 